today on CityCast Salt Lake. When Salt Lake City residents crack open our ballots this year, we will find a bubble in there for the issuance of the Salt Lake Parks Bond and one against. The city is asking us if we can collectively cough up $85 million to invest in our parks. One of the biggest chunks of that money is to convert the old Raging Waters water park on the city's west side into the shiny new Glendale Regional Park. And Glendale Community Council Chair Turner Bitten has some strong feelings about what this parks bond could do for his neighborhood and how the whole city experiences public spaces. Today is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Turner Benton, you grew up in Ogden, right? I did. Yeah. But you have some fond memories at Raging Waters. You've raged at Raging Waters as a child. Is that right? Can you tell me about it? Yeah, I think I came down here twice. So the memory that I have, my cousin Kyle and Molly, their grandparents lived just off of Redwood Road, um, just south of of Raging Waters. And we came down here twice uh, to go swimming at Raging Waters. And then, you know, uh, 20 years later, I end up living down in Glendale and seeing the sad, uh, dried up husk of Raging Waters. Yeah. So let's talk about the Parks Bond because I think Raging Waters is one of the former Raging Waters is one of the most impacted sites by this proposal, as I understand it. I'm a Salt Lake City voter. I've got my ballot. I open it up. I'm looking at the Parks Bond. I'm trying to decide how I feel about it. Can you give me the pro bond pitch? As our city grows, uh, we're facing unprecedented usage of our parks and our public spaces. So fundamentally, what the Parks Bond is going to do is invest in those public spaces in a way that will make a a generational change. So we're going to catch up on the backlog of repairs that we've got. Our Parks and Public Lands Department uh, has spent years coming up with a master plan for our parks and public spaces, uh, and the bond will implement that. So that means improved maintenance. It It means investments in existing infrastructure and investments in new parks and new community uh, public lands and public spaces. Um, so the biggest projects, uh, you mentioned Raging Waters, which will become Glendale Regional Park. That's a huge part of the Parks Bond. And essentially what that will do, uh, or what the Parks Bond will do, is create a new regional park on the west side of Salt Lake City, which historically has some of the lowest access to parks and public spaces. So essentially adding a Liberty Park equivalent on Salt Lake City's west side. Uh, In addition to that, we're talking about huge investment in the Jordan River Corridor, in the Folsom Trail, and really just creating a network of green spaces throughout Salt Lake City. So investing in our parks and public spaces, providing new capacity, and hopefully taking some of the strain off of parks on the east side, like Liberty Park, Pioneer Park, Uh, Many residents of the west side, because we lack a large regional park on the west side, end up on the east side. And so by creating a new regional park on the west side, we'll take some of the pressure off of east side parks that have had unprecedented usage. Hmm. Can we talk about costs for a minute here? Because 
this is an $85 million bond, right? How is that money being parsed out sort of like generally? Like the biggest projects are how much? Yeah, so the biggest projects, uh, 27-ish million for Raging Waters, our Glendale Regional Park. Uh, $9 million for improvements to the Jordan River Corridor, about $4.5 million for improvements uh, to Allen Park. And then from there, each neighborhood or each uh, city council district will get a certain amount of money uh, to do neighborhood projects as well. So it does sound like a bulk of this funding would go to projects on the west side. What does this bond mean from an equity perspective from east to west? Because things tend to be very well-funded on the east side. I mentioned early on in our discussion that the west side has historically not had the same level of access to parks and public spaces, and this bond goes a huge way in addressing those issues. I would also say um, that instead of viewing this as east versus west and, and, and really kind of uh, dividing the city in half. This is about making investments that everyone can benefit from. Um, so when you look at what Glendale Regional Park will offer, it will be like Fairmont Park or Pioneer Park or Liberty Park in that it is, yes, it's a neighborhood park, but more fundamentally, it's a regional park. It's designed to serve neighborhoods throughout Salt Lake City. And what I fully expect is that you'll have folks from the east side coming to the west side to visit a new park that has new amenities like pickleball and basketball, uh, things that they're looking to do, uh, there will be opportunities to do that. And with the investments that the, the city will be making in the Jordan River Corridor and the Folsom Trail, there will be new ways to visit from east to west uh, and, and really tie the city together in an interconnected network of green space. I have to ask though, is people from the east side going to the west side more necessarily a good thing? Because when we think about the beautification of the west side, it oftentimes is is a tool for gentrification and displacement. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. I think that if we're being honest, that there is likely going to be some level of gentrification that follows these big investments, especially when you're creating a new regional park. Rather than viewing that as the fault of anyone from the east side, I think what is important is when people come to the west side, that parks and public spaces become places for civic connection to happen. Um, I do expect that these kind of investments are going to increase demand and make all neighborhoods more desirable. You see this around Liberty Park. You see it around Fairmont Park. Even Pioneer Park, as it has been improved and restored, you've seen demand in that neighborhood increase. Um, and, and I should say that the public engagement process for Glendale Park is better than almost any project I've seen from the city in that the city established a resident advisory committee that was very diverse, made up of residents from Glendale and Poplar Grove. And what they did is really make sure that the west side was represented in the creation of the plan for Glendale Regional Park. And uh, wh while I think this investment likely will increase some gentrification of Glendale, it also represents an investment in the existing neighborhood in Glendale in that, you know, I, I think of all the different voices that were included in the design process, and, and it resulted in something that the local community here in Glendale is extremely excited about. Uh, the other thing about uh, Raging Waters before it closed 
is that you had folks who grew up in Glendale who now live in Magna, Tooele, uh, Kearns, who still would come back to Raging Waters because it was part of their home and because it felt like uh, it was a connection to their childhood. And so Glendale Regional Park, by incorporating local feedback and the residents of Glendale's views on what should be there, it, it's, be, it, it's created a vision that is inclusive, that will welcome folks back regardless of whether they still live in the Glendale community. So, um, And what I'm hoping is that east of Raging Waters, we can see a really significant investment in housing um, and, and that incremental development and incremental density can help mitigate some of the, uh, the, the increase in demand that's going to be generated by a new regional park. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that this proposal is on the table for a, like it's been described, sort of a crown jewel regional park on the west side, right as the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has launched an investigation into pollution on the west side. It feels mm -hmm. very timely. Yeah. Well, and, and what we know about parks and public spaces is that they help with mitigating urban heat islands. They help with air pollution. Uh, the design for Raging Waters, or excuse me, Glendale Regional Park, includes efforts to improve the health of the riparian corridor along the Jordan River, um, improving our water quality. And so I think that not only is the environmental justice study that's happening important, but that parks are a critical part of solving the issues that, that will be revealed by that study. We both keep using the term raging waters because it's like so historical. It's it's just like such an emotional place for a lot of people. I have to ask, in the designs for the new park, is there a sort of any sort of like little homage to raging waters? Like will there be a piece of <laughs> of raging waters there that feels familiar? Yes. Yeah, so there's two that I can think of. The the first is that the public art that the proposal includes will likely pay tribute to raging waters. Uh, and part of that is that there's an inclusion of an outdoor pool. Um, oh, okay. And, th and that was something that was extremely important to Glendale residents because mm -hmm. there's not a pool that is readily accessible here on uh, the west side. So yeah. the inclusion of a pool, public artwork. And then the second thing um, is, and this came out early on in the planning process, but someone who had been a lifeguard there talked about the experience of being up on the platform, uh, getting ready to go down the slide and looking out at the sunset to the west. And so for folks that have been to Raging Waters, now Glendale Regional Park, the hills that are there, that the slides went down, uh, that's some of the only elevation available on the west side. And there's an observation deck planned for the top of those hills to preserve that opportunity to look at the sunset from the west side, which is a pretty unique opportunity. Normally to get up above the city and, and have a view of our neighborhood from up above, you've got to go east. Uh, but we'll have that preserved here at Glendale Regional Park. Oh, that's that's fun to know. <laughs> I, I have tried so hard to find someone who wants to speak in opposition to the parks bond, <laughs> even turning, of course, to the Utah Taxpayers Association, which hasn't gone so far as to take a position on it. They've really just said Salt Lake City already has a high tax burden. Um, and as a renter, 
you know, I'm always thinking about how increased costs of living in the city are going to be passed on to me. And I know a lot of people feel that way, even homeowners. So what does this look like financially? Like what kind of what kind of burden are we t- are we all agreeing to take on in exchange for all these wonderful projects? So for the average home, uh, about $500,000, you're talking about $52 a year or about 50 bucks a year in terms of property tax. Uh, if you have a second home or you are a business, it looks like it will be about $100, um, which there is not a membership to a club. There is not a membership that I can pay for that I get a return on investment like I do for our public parks and our public spaces. And so as folks are considering this, I recognize that as the economy is getting a little gloomy right now, um, I'm certainly paying attention to my finances in a way that I wasn't even a year ago um, because of inflation and and rising cost of living. What I would encourage folks to remember is that when we make this type of investment, we're investing in spaces that we get to share for years and years and years to come. And I can't think of a better way to spend $50 a year than by investing, really making this massive generational investment in the quality of our parks and public spaces. And, And I would encourage folks from the east side uh, to come over to the west side, to come to Glendale Regional Park, to come play pickleball, come swim, and really benefit from these uh, public investments that we're going to be making. If you haven't ridden your bike or ridden one of the scooters along the Jordan River, either (laughs) at the morning or at dusk, you're missing out. And I would invite you to come do that. I mean, the best way to ride the Jordan River is on horseback. And the real ones know that. But (laughs) I uh, (laughs) have not done that. But that sounds amazing. (laughs) It is very fun. All right, I'm I'm sold. I will cancel Apple TV and learn how to play pickleball at Glendale Regional Park. That's great. And the other thing I, I would say is that this investment really is an opportunity to shape what not only Salt Lake City looks like, but the state of Utah um, looks like as as we grow and as we change. Salt Lake City is leading the way in making sure that every resident has access to good parks and good public spaces. And that's certainly a model that the rest of the state should follow by making investments in parks and public spaces. Yeah. My last question for you is about activating the park, because sometimes the if you build it, they will come model doesn't always work. And so say the you know Glendale Regional Park happens, Parks Bond passes, $27 million is allocated to Glendale Regional Park. It's a stunner. How do you get people excited to use it? People are already excited to use it. Mm. And I I think the most important thing, um, and and this goes back to the reason to vote for the bond, is currently only phase one of the park's development is funded. And if we do it piecemeal, there's a chance that activation isn't going to happen in the way that we want it to because we're not going to have all the amenities. You know, we might not have the lighting or the the, the walking spaces or the pool, what we really need is the bond to pass so that we can build the entire park at the same time and not have to do it piecemeal over several years as would probably have to happen if the bond doesn't pass. That will go a, a very far uh, that will go very far in terms of activation because you'll be able to have pickleball, volleyball, swimming, all of these different things happening all at once, as opposed to having to wait for different amenities to come online over different uh, over several years. 
Right. You get the hype. And I can say as a Glendale resident that I hear from folks every day about how excited they are for this park and to be there uh, as a community, as a community council. We're extremely excited to help make sure that this park is active and alive uh, for years to come. Turner Benton, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Very glad to be here. If your ballot is still sitting unopened with the mail on the kitchen counter, first of all, I get it. Second, here are a few resources to help you get it filled out. It needs to be dropped in the mail by November 7th. Now, if you didn't get a mail ballot, I put a link in the show notes for you. Click through and it will give you options for the easiest way to vote based on your location. And depending on when you register, if you need to register, you might still get a mail ballot. All right, if you want to learn even more about the Parks Bond and see some mock-ups for the new parks, visit slcparks.com. There are also a lot of judges on your ballot. It is very normal if you've never heard of any of them. The Utah Judicial Performance Evaluation Commission is a nonpartisan body of lawyers that is basically rate my professor for the judges. They can help you make some decisions at judges.utah.gov. And finally, what the bleep is Amendment A? I looked into it, and uh, it's a no from me, dog. But Fox 13's Ben Winslow did a really great explainer, and I've linked that for you in the show notes as well. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. I haven't asked this in a while, but if you like this show, would you leave us a nice review in Apple Podcasts? I know every single podcast you listen to asks you to rate and review, But the reason is because it makes a huge difference for the show. It helps other people discover the show. And also, sometimes we read them, and they're nice, and they make us smile. So thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye. When the people of the town crack open our ballots this year, we will find a bubble in there for the issuance of the Salt Lake Parks Bond and one against.